Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You poured yourself a, um, a mega pint of red wine, correct? A mega pint? I'm winging it, Your Honor. You smoked before you came here today? I did not. I should have. Sometimes you just can't help but laugh at absurd moments in court. From attorneys to defendants to witnesses and even jurors, you just never know what someone is going to do or say. Here are just a few examples of the law's lighter moments. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. So I don't need to tell you that courtrooms are very serious places. It's where judges and juries, they decide the fates of people accused of some of the worst crimes imaginable. We hear some incredibly difficult testimony. We see some horrifying evidence. There's no denying that. But despite that, sometimes there are moments of levity. There are moments that are just funny, and they usually come out of nowhere. They're unexpected. So we wanted to do something a little bit different here. We wanted to recap six of some of the funniest courtroom moments from recent cases. And you can't talk about hilarious courtroom annex without talking about the case of Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. The weeks-long trial was full of quips and comebacks and jokes, especially from the man of the hour, actor Johnny Depp. I was in that courtroom out in Virginia for a large part of that trial. I was covering it for us here on Long Crime, so I saw and heard some of this firsthand. Now, a little bit of a recap here. So Depp had sued his ex-wife, Amber Heard, an actress, for defamation after she wrote an op-ed piece for the Washington Post claiming that she was a domestic abuse survivor. Depp argued that although he wasn't named in the article per se, the op-ed was clearly about him. He said that the false claims damaged his reputation, it cost him acting roles that would have furthered his career, and Heard ended up countersuing Johnny Depp for statements that were made on what she argued was his behalf by his attorney, Adam Waldman, statements like her claims were a total hoax. And so you have this back and forth between two Hollywood stars, and the question is, who do you believe? What happened? Now, I'm not going to lie to you, even though we are dealing with serious subject matter, we're dealing with abuse claims, there were just moments that were comical, like when a witness was brutally honest. You are a pretty big fan of Johnny Depp, aren't you? I am not, to be honest. Or when a witness gave a very blunt response. And Mr. Depp was trying to urinate in the foyer, wasn't he? No. Mr. Mr. Depp had his penis out of his pants. Objection. Of his pants, didn't he? I think I would remember Relevance. seeing Mr. Depp's penis. Uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> Next question. Or when a witness that used to work at the front desk of a building where Depp and Heard lived actually drove in his car and vaped during his videotape deposition testimony. Never saw anything like that one before. And I'll tell you, his comments were pretty funny. But in fact, you don't recall seeing Amber Heard on May 24th, correct? I don't remember. I don't even remember what I got for breakfast. 
They come down. They say, somebody tried to get into my unit. They scratch us on my door and say, and like, oh, um, I'm really sorry, but who will think it's going to get into your unit because they saw some scratches on the door, like, what, four inches above the door? Because the dog was scratching the door, was trying to get in, and they thought about someone trying to break into the, their, their unit. But during the trial, it seems that some of the more memorable, comical moments came from when Johnny Depp took the stand. And that's the moment that we want to focus on. Because his back and forth, particularly with Heard's defense attorney when he was being cross-examined, it brought out the laughter, including these wisecracks that were so quick, you really have to pay attention to what Johnny Depp was saying. Take a listen to a combination of some of this back and forth. And you may have been, you may have been, may have been drunk in that video, correct? There's a possibility of that, yes, sir. You, you, you poured yourself a, um, a mega pint of red wine, correct? A mega pint? Yeah. I poured myself a large glass of wine. Right. I thought it necessary. I once gave uh, Marilyn Manson a pill uh, so that he would stop talking so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's a stack of hit pieces. The the first one is called the Ms. Hurd's publicity team. Mr. Depp, I'm, I'm, we're going to try to get through this as quickly as possible. I'm just... um, and the next article is an article from May 7, 2016. It's entitled, Johnny Depp, Friends and Family Seriously Concerned About Him, Here's Why. Yes. Correct? How did they know? The How next article, May 25, 2017, a year and a half before the op-ed was published, an article entitled, Where Did It All Go Wrong for Johnny Depp? After a string of flops and a ton of bad press, Johnny Depp's star power looks as wobbly as Jack Sparrow on a plank. Did I read that right? You read that very, very well. The next one, Hollywood Reporter, May 27, 2017. Headline, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Diminishing Returns of Johnny Depp. Did I read that right? You certainly did. Hollywood Reporter were very nice to me. He asked her what she would like for him to cook. That's hearsay, I guess. I'm not interested in sheriff's offer for the truth of the matter asserted. He got it. Okay, all right, well then. I'm learning. I gotta say, it was pretty entertaining. And I don't know, it, it seems like the jurors, they liked Depp on the stand. Because all comical moments aside, this was a trial about abuse. And in the end, jurors in Virginia agreed with Depp that Heard's abuse claims were false and defamatory although they did believe that one of Waldman's comments made on Johnny Depp's behalf was defamatory against Amber Heard. So the jury awarded Depp more than $10 million in damages, but also $2 million for Amber Heard. You know, we've all probably had a night out where we had one too many drinks and woke up the next morning feeling awful. And you've probably wondered why there isn't something we could take to help us not feel quite as bad the next morning. I'm here to tell you there is a product that you can use to make you not feel quite as bad. This is it. It's called Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics is a pre-alcohol probiotic. It's the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. PhD scientists invented it to tackle those rough mornings after drinking. 
Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut, where you need it most. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly, and get a good night's sleep to feel your best the next morning. If you want to try Zbiotics, you can get a discount. Log on to zbiotics.com slash sidebar to get 15% off your first order when you use sidebar at checkout. You can also sign up for a subscription using my code so you can stay prepared no matter the time or occasion. Zbiotics is backed with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. All right, next up, we're in Waukesha, Wisconsin, where Darrell Brooks Jr. stood trial for driving an SUV into a Christmas parade back in 2021, killing six people, injuring dozens of others. Horrible crime, changed the lives of so many people and also the community as a whole. Now, Brooks decided at one point in the case that he wanted to represent himself. And you know what they say, the man who represents himself as a fool for a client. Brooks did a pretty good job of proving that. He didn't really understand most of the law. He argued with the judge. He threw fits in court. He even tried to call the entire state of Wisconsin as a witness. Throughout the trial between Brooks and the prosecution, there were reportedly more than 600 objections. And the prosecuting attorneys and the judge, they often clashed with the defendant. In fact, Judge Jennifer Darrow removed Brooks to a separate courtroom several times during the course of the trial so that he wouldn't interrupt court proceedings. He could still monitor what was going on. And, you know, more shenanigans ensued, with Brooks sometimes taking off his shirt, building a fort out of evidence boxes, waving his arms so he could be seen on camera, refusing to wear the headphones so he could hear what was going on. Just incredible. Just incredible. Brooks, I should tell you, also identified as a sovereign citizen, meaning he doesn't acknowledge regular U.S. law as something that he's governed by. And several times he objected to even being called Darrell Brooks or Mr. Brooks. So with all that in mind, Here's a sampling of some of his more ridiculous moments. I'm winging it, Your Honor. Respectfully objecting. You can object. Your objection's noted, but you need to let her state what she needs to state. I don't see the relevance to this. Um, your objection is noted. It's overruled. Are you a party to this matter in any way? Objection. Grounds. Irrelevant. Grounds. S sustained. It's not relevant. Do you have a claim in this matter? Objection. Irrelevant. Grounds. Sustained. Have you read the complaint in this matter? Objection. Grounds. Not relevant. Sustained. Objection. I do not consent to being called that name, nor do I know any individual by that name, Your Honor. Objection. Hearsay and speculative. Um, it's neither one of those things. Can we address the subject matter jurisdiction before the jury comes out? The no. jury comes out. We've already done that. And is that a judicial determination that you're making not to address the subject matter jurisdiction which has yet to be proven at this point? It has not Mr. been verified. Mr. Brooks, please, the jury's coming out. Come on now. Come on now. We, we, we got to cut that out. You know you have to prove subject matter jurisdiction. You know that. I would like to provide the defendant and the court with a copy. So that had to be, that had to be said. So it's, the defendant. That's not how it was said. I that that was how I said. You want to run the record back, Mr. Brooks? So I'm the only one. I got one. Mr. I got Brooks. one ear that work, and I heard that. This on, is. Man. 
yeah, shocker, his legal arguments weren't that great. And it also didn't help that you had photographic and video proof that he was the driver of the car. And also eyewitnesses, too. Literally people on the stand saying, yeah, I saw him driving the red SUV. Well, with all of his antics aside, Darrell Brooks was convicted on all 76 charges, including six counts of first-degree intentional homicide. He was handed down six life sentences in prison, plus 700 years, and he'll go down as being part of one of the more wild trials that we have covered on Law and Crime and Sidebar. Next, we're going to head to South Florida, where an up-and-coming young rapper's on trial for double murder. Jamel Demons goes by the stage name YNW Melly. Police believe Melly shot and killed two of his best friends inside of an SUV in 2018 as they were leaving a recording studio. I'm talking about fellow YNW group rappers Christopher Thomas Jr., or YNW Juvie, and Anthony Williams, or YNW Sack Chaser. Investigators allege that Melly and another friend then staged the shooting to look like a drive-by. And one of the things that prosecutors wanted to do was hear from other people who were at the recording studio that very night to try to pinpoint any issues, any conflict between Melly and Juvie and Sack Chaser, as well as maybe any problems in Melly's alibi namely that he wasn't in the car when the shooting went down. And an important witness was Travion Glass, because he testified that Melly changed his clothes from the time before the killings to when he saw him afterwards. Very suspicious there. So at one point, Glass was being questioned under cross-examination by Melly's attorney, and clearly they wanted to establish, is he a reliable witness? But during his cross, Glass made a comment at the end of his testimony that definitely lightened the mood a bit. In what, of course, was a very serious case. So you you smoke a lot of marijuana, right? Possibly. Well, you smoke it anytime you get a chance. I think is how you phrase it. It's your answer. Yeah. That was your answer. I smoke when I smoke. You smoke when you smoke. Yeah. And when's that? When I smoke. And when was that? When I smoke. You didn't see any friction in the studio that night of any magnitude. I did it. You did? I did it. Okay, you did. Um, anyways, with respect to your daily uh, marijuana regimen, did you smoke before you came here today? I did not. Okay. I have nothing. Thank you. I <laughs> I wonder if a lot of people thought, I can't blame them. Not easy facing cross-examination. Maybe that would help a little bit. Look, it was an interesting case to follow, and it had an even more interesting verdict because the jury couldn't come to a unanimous decision on the double murder charges, so a mistrial was declared by the court, and a new trial for YNW Melly has been scheduled for October 2023. Okay, as we recap some of the funniest moments that we have seen in our trials, moving right along to the trial of the now infamous Alec Murdoch. The once prominent South Carolina lawyer was accused of shooting to death his wife Maggie and son Paul at their country estate back in 2021. Now, toward the end of this very lengthy trial, before the jury got the case, the judge ended up dismissing a juror. And there were reports that this juror might have had conversations about the case outside of the courthouse. Not allowed. Clearly not allowed. So to be on the safe side, Judge Clifton Newman let her go, replaced her with an alternate juror, now, she's not identified or on camera in the clip that we're about to play, but just listen carefully to the very interesting item that she brought to court with her. And in fairness to all the parties involved, uh, we're going to 
replace you with one of the other jurors. Have you brought everything that you have outside of you left some stuff in there? What do you have in there? A dozen eggs. My purse. Say it again? A dozen eggs. A dozen eggs. <laughs> <laughs> one of the other jurors brought in eggs for everybody. Oh. Uh, Okay. All right. Well, you're gonna leave the eggs. You wanna leave the eggs or take the eggs? You're gonna take the eggs. So, Mr. Bailiff, can you retrieve from the jury room her dozen eggs, uh, her purse, and what else? And a bottle of water. You can get those things from the jury room. Uh, so they're gonna get your things and then. Uh, and once you're removed from the jury, you can't go back in the jury room. Uh, you just, we'll have to tell them goodbye for you. Okay, all right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, hey, you can go. Thank you. <laughs> we get a lot of interesting things, but now a dozen eggs. Hey, jury service is a tough business. Maybe she thought she'd get hungry. Maybe cook up some eggs in the jury room for everybody during deliberations. That, that would be nice. I am thinking, though, don't you have to refrigerate eggs? Yeah, that's a, a bit concerning now that I'm thinking about it. Anyway, not easy being a juror. Not easy being dismissed after hearing all this evidence. And really not an easy case to hear. Really sad when you think about what happened here. And in the end, the jury that did stay on, the jury that did deliberate, they found Alec Murdoch guilty of the murders of his wife and son. All right. Sometimes it's the courtroom demonstrations that bring the levity to a trial. Let's go to California, where Robert Durst was at the center of one of the most complicated crime stories in years. So in 2021, he went on trial for the murder of his friend Susan Berman, who was found shot to death in her home back in 2000. Prosecutors allege that Robert Durst, the real estate heir, killed Berman so she wouldn't speak with police about what she perhaps knew regarding the disappearance of Durst's first wife, Kathy Durst, who went missing in the 1980s. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Not to mention that at one point in Durst's life, he shot and killed his neighbor, Mortis Black, when he lived out in Texas. Durst actually went to trial back in the day for the murder of Black. He was acquitted of the murder, argued he acted in self-defense. But Durst pled guilty to tampering with evidence for chopping his body up. Yeah, stay with me because I know it's kind of hard to find humor in a case like this. But during his criminal trial in 2021, again for the murder of Susan Berman, a very frail and sick and wheelchair-bound Durst sat on the witness stand as his attorneys reenacted what Durst says happened between him and Morris Black inside that home. And in a moment of what is really dark humor, Durst's attorneys ended up on the floor during their reenactment, and the courtroom just erupted into laughter. What happens next? Don't move it. The gun went off. What? The gun went off. Where, where were you and where was Morris Black when the gun went off? 
lying on the floor of the kitchen. So you fell backwards? <laughs> Mr. Chesnoff has done his best Hollywood falling back. Like still grasping the gun, finger on the trigger. And uh, we'll stipulate that Mr. DeGuerin uh, got, got down with him. Then he won't actually have to do it. Where's the television camera for This is my favorite part of the whole trial so far. <laughs> I don't know who to root for here. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Mr. Lewin, why don't you describe it? I can't see it. So we've got we've got Mr. Garen playing um, Mr. Black. No. no, no, Bob. I'm sorry, Bob is on the right side, yeah. and they are they are both. Why don't I describe it? <laughs> okay. I'm not sure that I want to. I'm glad you have a mask on. All right, so. Uh, we're both on the floor. My left elbow's on the floor. My right hand's on the gun. Your right hand, or Bob Harris' right hand is on the gun, on the top of the gun. Morris Black has got his finger on the trigger. Is this when the gun goes off? Bob? Yes. Can we add that at the time the gun is going off, both Mr. Durst and Mr. Black are flat on the floor. That that's what was uh, that's what was being reenacted, and would also be uh, directly behind where uh, Mr. Black was sitting. Okay, that's that's what they reenacted. No, it's in, in the doorway. Here we go. <laughs> I've got plenty of help. <laughs> Definitely a lighter moment. And when the judge asked Durst if the reenactment by his attorneys was accurate, Durst said they are a full-service law firm. That is uh, certainly true. Like I said, a moment of comedy in a very twisted and sad case. And in the end, the jury convicted Robert Durst of the murder of Susan Berman, and Durst died in prison shortly after. Well, we're going to finish up our conversation with Alex Jones. That's right, the InfoWars founder and host, Face some huge lawsuits from families of victims of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, as well as an FBI agent. You see, Jones repeatedly claimed on his broadcast that the shooting was fake, that it was staged, that it was a hoax, that the parents were crisis actors. So he was sued for various claims, including defamation. And Jones lost both lawsuits out in Texas and Connecticut through default judgments, meaning he refused to participate in court-ordered discovery during the case. You know when how each side is supposed to hand over the other side evidence? Well, Alex Jones, according to the court, really didn't do that. That's a big no-no. So the judges entered orders that he automatically lost these lawsuits. So now it was a question for the juries in Connecticut and Texas. How much would Alex Jones owe the plaintiffs in damages? How much would he have to pay up? What would his punishment be for losing? Now I will tell you, again, very sad cases when you think about what happened here, right? But with Alex Jones in these courtrooms, there was a fair share of ridiculous moments in court, like when the judge out in Texas, the Honorable Maya Gamble, said he needed to spit out his gum, or was it gum? Spit your gum out, Mr. Jones. It's not gum. What is it? Because you're not allowed food or gum of any kind in the courtroom. <coughs> I, I, I had my tooth pulled uh, a week and a half ago, and it's, I, have, I had some laws in there earlier 
and it's it's been causing me to have some pain. So you're chewing on your gauze? Would you like me to show you? No, I right just here? want you to answer my question. No, I, I, I was massaging the hole in my mouth with my tongue. I'm here, right here. Right here. I don't want to see right. the inside of your mouth. Oh no, there's no gum. Hole. Sit down. You can't make this stuff up. I do want to highlight, though, one particularly light moment. I do have to give you a little bit of context here. So Norm Pattis, who was Alex Jones's attorney out in Connecticut, he was quite loud and vocal during the course of that trial. And Judge Barbara Bellis, who was the judge overseeing this case, she would get into these screaming matches with him, telling him not to interrupt and to quiet down. He's not an expert. So what one does isn't what we're going to show. We're going to show what he did. Right, but and that's a different... No, no, Attorney Pattis. Attorney Pattis. Attorney Pattis. How many times do I have to say when I'm speaking, you stop? I'm not going to have the comments anymore. I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have it. I'm do you not expect have me to lay silently when they're directed at me but inappropriately? Do you expect me to roll over for my client? It's not going to happen. Okay, now with that in mind, Jones himself got on the stand but he had trouble hearing Pattis' objections as he was being questioned by the plaintiff's attorney. So Judge Bellis ends up making requests that she never thought she would. After Bill Oldenburg and after Judge Bellis, who's next, Mr. Jones? Objection. Sustained. I mean, I guess if somebody's on national TV. Oh, I'm sorry. Again, no, Mr. Jones. Mm -hmm. Again, no, we're And I sustained it's too warm. And you still answer. Okay, I, I, I'm not hearing him. I, 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 can I you that. be louder? I never thought I would say this, Attorney Pattis. <laughs> yes, Judge, I can be louder. How's that? <laughs> a little secret is I have serious hearing damage. Okay, so... I need to get hearing soon, so... Oh, so your client cannot hear. Right. So... Sorry. Seriously, I can't hear you anymore. Yeah, the Jones trial's full of characters. And thanks to different lawsuits against Alex Jones, he's now been ordered to pay more than a billion dollars for spreading lies and bizarre theories about what was a very real and serious and deadly tragedy. You know, looking back, you have to think that there is so much built-up tension and pressure in these cases that these lighthearted moments, they can be a good thing at times. It allows everybody just to exhale for a second. Courtrooms, they're filled with real people and real situations, and sometimes just laughter ensues. Who knows what unexpected, candid, and Comical moments will happen next, but we will make sure to cover them for you here. All right, everybody, that's all we have for you here on Sidebar. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.